0: Have you ever had anyone tell you that God told them to do something? I have. But what do they really mean? Did God literally speak to them? Or are they just attributing their inner conscience to the voice of God? In today's episode of Hardcore Christianity, Jerry and I will attempt to answer the question, does God speak to us? We'll examine statistics concerning what Americans think about God speaking to us. We'll try to break down what we mean when someone says God spoke to them. We'll try to determine how we can know that God is speaking to us and it's not something else. And we'll take a look at what the Bible says about God speaking to us. If you've ever wondered if and how God speaks to us today, you want to stick around for this episode of Hardcore Christianity. Well, Jerry, thank you for joining me for this episode of Hardcore Christianity, where we are trying to answer the question, does God speak to us? But before we start, I think we should do what we typically do, is define what we mean by speak. What would you say that we would mean when we say that God speaks to us?
1: Well, uh, when I hear the word speak, I think of voice, but really God uses uh, a couple different ways. Uh, It could be audible. It could be a voice. uh, It could be in our heart or mind. Uh, it could be through the Bible, we read something, or it can be other people or circumstances. Uh, when I hear the word speak, I think of communicate, uh-huh. not just, not just uh, voice, but communicate. Since God rarely speaks audibly to anyone, we need to be sensitive to the way he speaks or communicates with each of us. Uh, when we are young, we are taught to talk to God through prayer, but we do not get the same amount of teaching about listening and hearing from God. The Holy Spirit can prompt us in regards to decisions or opportunities, and the more we respond to those prompts, the more He prompts us. Many times we keep busy or distracted because we know what God wants us to do and we don't want to do it, Mm -hmm. kind of like um, Jonah. Uh, Or if we don't want to hear what He will say. Too often we act like two-year-olds who some of the first words they learn are no and mine. (laughs) I I laugh because... Your first
0: part of, of how you were des- describing uh, speak is so close to, you know for the listeners, we, we don't talk about how wh- what we're going to say before we get on the show and how we, we've actually uh, researched and what we um, think. So when you had uh, expressed what you think about uh, speak, it, it is almost exactly <laughs> what I had written down. I have uh, that when we're talking about speaking, God' speaking to us, it's any of a multitude of ways that God chooses to initiate communication, or respond through communication to a person. And my examples were audible, either through the heart, or also to the heart, through the heart, or through the Bible, or people or other things, (laughs) which is kind of what you said. And I think that uh, as we go on in this episode of Hardcore Christianity, there's a lot of other examples that we'll talk about. But I think that those are good examples to help people to understand that when we talk about God speaking to us, there are multiple ways that God can do that. And so by using the idea that uh, a multitude of ways that God chooses to initiate communication or to respond through communication to us, I think is a good way to express what we're talking about when we're saying that God is speaking to us. So why are we even asking this question, Jerry? Why is it important
1: to have an episode about God speaking to us? Well, firstly, I think uh, we need to separate are we talking of people of faith or the rest of society? If you have none or a weak faith, your perspective will be different than someone who has a strong faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, since our culture has become more secular, we should not be surprised when they don't act the way we profess uh, faith. Uh, people of faith would act. Uh, even within many churches, the standard we use in the past has been weakened. But as a Christian... Uh, I think it's important that we understand that God does talk to us. Mm -hmm. And again, we've talked about he communicates with us. Maybe we shouldn't even use the word talk or speak, but communicates Mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. And we just have to be open and sensitive to him in order to understand what he's trying to say. Mm You know, uh, Lifefacts.org
0: has this statistic. It says 28% of American adults say they talk to God or even a higher power and that God or a higher power talks back to them. Which I thought was an interesting, 28% to me isn't, isn't, a, lot, isn't a lot. I know it's pretty low, uh, but, uh, but the fact that there's even any, and I know that uh, when people, um, I don't know about you, Jerry, but uh, when people say that God told me to do this or God spoke to me, <laughs> um, I don't, some, I've sometimes received that in different ways. So the fact that people are talking about and thinking about um, God talking to us, God speaking to us or communicating with us. Uh, I think it's a good topic because I think that either some believers don't think that God speaks to them, or when we say God spoke to us, that can mean a a multitude of things. (laughs) Anything from God audibly spoke to me, or I'm just telling you that God spoke to me. It's my own thoughts, but I'm attributing it to God. So Mm. I think it's a good episode to do um, about Hardcore Christianity. So I'm glad we're doing this episode. So what are your personal thoughts about God speaking to us? And
1: what has been your experience? Well, first of all, I, when I'm busy and running and going, and I very rarely hear from God uh, because I'm, I'm not even in a place where I can see what He's trying to say. But I find that when I slow down and I'm quiet uh, in my spirit, I feel closer to God and His Holy Spirit speaks to me through many ways. And we've talked about them through circumstances, physical events, a sunrise, a sunset, rain, snow, walking uh, in a forest. Through books, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, especially the Bible, uh, through sermons, through other people, and occasionally a still small voice in my mind, mm-hmm. which I don't get very often, but I've had happen. But when I'm busy or distracted, it's harder for me to hear God, and sometimes He allows me to go through tough circumstances so that I will slow down and look to Him. And this virus that we've gone through, I think many of us have slowed down in areas that we wouldn't have, and we are maybe a little more open to hearing from God. We don't know that God, and this is a quote I heard uh, read in a book uh, called Overcomer by Clayton King. It says, we don't know that God is all we need until God is all we have. Mm-hmm. And so often we have so many other things in our lives that distract us. It could be our work, it could be our relationships, it could be money, it could be things. And they all mm-hmm. pull at us and they bring us away from God. And when we can eliminate some of those things, then we're hopefully more... Um, accessible or uh, sensitive mm-hmm. to hearing what God has to say to us. That's good. I think we all need to slow down and
0: allow our spirit to be quieted so that we can hear from God. And I, I know, I'm i sure there's a lot of people out there, because I know I had been in that place for a while, um, where you don't know if you're hearing from God or, 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 you know, is it me or is it God? Who is this? Who, what am I, Where am I getting this from? But as I think about, as I was preparing for this episode... Um, I would say, as far as my my thoughts and my um, about God speaking to us, uh, one of the things I would say first is that I agree with the sentiment from this uh, website that I read a quote from. It's from thegospelcoalition.org. And it says, when someone begins a sentence with, God told me, I have to admit a silent alarm goes off somewhere inside me. I don't always know how to take it. And I kind of talked to you about that before, a little earlier in the show, because I think that... Um, Sometimes we either have people who don't know that God's speaking to them when He actually is, or we have people who think God's talking to them when it's actually themselves or something else. I actually had an examine of a woman who uh, said to me in church; she's a Christian woman that I that I used to go to church with. She would say, "Well, God told me to wear this this morning," and she she she. And I'm not going to question, you know, her what she's saying or, or whether God did it, but I, I think. She would always come to me with things that are mundane. You know, God told me to wear this this morning and God told me to, to you know, it, just really small things that in my mind, I'm thinking, well, come on. <laughs> does it God really care about what you wear in the morning, what you eat ate for breakfast this morning? And I believe that sometimes God does tell us those kind of things. But I think that it may have context for our day or it may come into play. I don't know how much uh, God cares about Whether I wear a blue shirt or a red shirt this morning. But I bring that up because I don't know how many people out there who have heard someone say, God told me to do this. And you listen to what they say and you're like, come on, did God really? I don't know if I believe that. Well, maybe she was just that close to God. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm not qualified to be able to say what she did or did not do, but I can say that automatically my response was like, ah, yeah, come on.
1: I think when you say that, one of the things that comes to mind for me is, does what they do reflect what I believe God would have them do mm-hmm. uh, and not that I'm to judge you know, whether it's right or wrong but if it doesn't reflect on God well I would have at least a, a pause
0: in there which which brings me to my, my second example I had a woman tell me that God told her to move to California to be an actor even if the roles that she took uh, may include nudity, swearing or situations that are contrary to God's character mm. and that would line up with what it is that you're saying. And I agree with what you said. And I think that uh, it's biblical. Um, there's biblical support for that. Even in Old Testament biblical support when, uh, you know, they had false prophets who would speak and say things on God's behalf when they knew it wasn't that God telling them to do it, but it was trying. they were trying to manipulate people. And God did not take that lightly. Um, so I think, you know, when people are trying to adjust what they plan to do, and uh, say that God told them to do it, I think
1: that's a really, really dangerous and unbiblical thing to do. Yeah. One of the things, and I just thought of this, this is off the top of my head, but uh, as we were talking, we are talking about slowing down, and I've done this when I've been teaching before, but uh, let's just take 10 seconds and be quiet. <laughs> Seems like an eternity. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> time. And it was only 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so to train ourselves to slow down, it can be really hard because we are people that want to accomplish things. We're goal-oriented and we're me-oriented. We mm-hmm. want to do things that we want to do. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, 10 seconds can seem, especially in a podcast, <laughs> it sounds like a long time.
0: Well, Crosswalk.com had this quote too that I wanted to bring up. It says, regardless of the way God chooses to reveal himself or speak to us today, remember one truth, he will never contradict his word, and the message he gives will always bring glory to God. And I like how that was mentioned because I agree with that. I think that's biblical that we understand that God will not tell us to do something that's contrary to his word or his character. So uh, it also, Bible tells us to be discerning, So if and we can judge people by their fruit. So if someone comes up and says to you that God told them to do something that is clearly contrary to who, God's character or the word of God, then we know that cannot be a true statement. However, as we mentioned that, who knows what God <clears throat> is going to tell people to do, because sometimes God tells us to do things that are not logical, Uh, to the human mind and may, may have people thinking you're crazy or weird for doing it. I've had people say that God told them to move to Arizona just on a whim uh, after, even after the guy was having his job that he had was great and wonderful and God was doing amazing things, but he told him to move to to Arizona and he did and, and uh, God used him there. But that, those are things I'm like, wow, that's just tough to hear and to obey. Um, But God does speak to us in multiple, multiple ways and in mountaineagle.com these are 12 ways that uh, they had said that God speaks to us. Now this is not an exhaustive list. I'll go through this list and and uh, chime in if you want to. Um, but I've read a lot of lists as I was going through and preparing for this episode and you know these are people talking, but there are some biblical support for these things as well as we'll mention we'll see in the second part of the show. But these are 12 ways that mountaineagle.com says that God can speak to us. One of which we mentioned was audible, the audible voice of God. Now, I don't know about you, Jerry, but I've never had the audible voice of God speak to me, but I do know people who have. And uh, for those people that have told me that the audible voice of God has spoken to them, it's usually during extreme times or when they've hit rock bottom. Have you ever heard the audible voice of God or know of anyone who has?
1: Not audible. Uh, I've heard that still small voice, Mm -hmm. but not audible. Yeah. Uh, And I don't. I don't think I've ever had anybody that I know that has heard audibly from God either. When I hear that, I mean, I actually had someone
0: told me, and these are people that I really trust. I know that they are not lying to me and trying to impress me. But when they uh, had said that they heard the audible voice of God, I was shocked that someone actually heard the audible voice of God. And this person who told me, She was like nonchalant about it almost. I mean, like, I know know it was a long time ago, but that's still a huge thing to hear the audible voice of God. And so, yeah, I believe that God does speak to us audibly at times. He just has never spoken to me that way. Another way that is mentioned is angelic visitation. I know biblically that has happened, but I've never had that happen. Visions and dreams um, are also biblical. I don't think I've ever had visions or dreams. I've, I've dreamt of things that have come to pass, um, but I don't know if they were visions that God had put in me or they were just something that was on my mind and it just uh, uh, revealed themselves in dreams. Also, uh, they say that God can speak to us through signs, and that's also biblical. Um, and these are the ones now I'm starting to enter the list, uh, the examples where I can relate that have happened to me. Uh, another uh, example of God speaking to us is through coincidences. And I've had that happen. There was a, uh, um, as you know, Jerry, we had uh, remodeled our house. And there was a, a time during that remodel where our roof was left open and it rained in our house. And there is so much damage that was taken care of that we thought was being taken care of by the the company and uh it, it got so bad that there was a lien put on our house and we were gonna have to try and get lawyers we were in a situation where we've never been before we had no idea how to get out of it we didn't had nothing we had no idea what to do but we prayed to god and we and we, we we just reached out to him and asked him how are we to move forward and what he used in that instance was, He revealed to us a law firm that we had never used. And I don't even know if I even knew about them, that they even existed. We had an unsolicited mail come to us, which we've never had before or since from this law firm. And I thought, wow, this is something we were looking for a law firm. And this this mail comes into us. We've never heard of these people before or after. And then also during that period of time, and it had to be like a one week or two week period that we were just really pressing into God, asking him what we should do. Uh, there was a series of commercials that we've never seen before or since from this company. And I was watching them like, oh, this is an awful commercial, but it was just words on the screen. I hate that I need some some something audible. And uh, this commercial came on the screen three or four times uh, during that period of, of uh, at least in that week. And so we had pursued then this um, company, this law firm, and it was an answer from God. Uh, we, we paid very, very little to have them help us and they took care of everything. It was a miracle because um, my wife was looking for ways to, to, uh, to take care of the situation and she would ask all of her trusted advisors and people that she knew and they were talking about uh, these companies that charge a lot of money. Some were saying, well, it's not even worth it. You, you, you may as well just pay what it costs because it's gonna cost you that more to even have them. This particular law firm just did an amazing job for, for pennies, and uh, it, it took care of it all. And it was amazing how God answered that. And some would say that's coincidence, being able to get unsolicited mail and to see these commercials that we've never seen before, but that was
1: God answering our prayer. Uh, it reminded me of a, um, a book I read called uh, Praying for Strangers, and it was written by a woman named River Jordan. An interesting name, but at the beginning of each chapter, she would have a little saying, and one of the sayings was, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So another
0: another way that they say that God speaks to us is through the written, the written word, which would be, of course, the word of God, which I know God has spoken to me through that. I'm sure he's spoken to you through the written word. Yes. It's a very easy way for God, in a consistent, a, a very popular, I'm sure, way that God speaks to us. Another way is... Um, They say through the living word, which I think that they're talking about the Holy Spirit. I'll I'll read what they had written about this to help um, people and yourself uh, understand what they're talking about when they say the the living word. They say it's a specific word uh, for a specific time and for a specific need. It occurs when the written or spoken word comes alive with special meaning in your situation, which to me that kind of that sounds a lot like the Bible, the written word, too, but I think that what um, the the differentiation that they're making here is that the Holy Spirit is directly involved. So when you read the Bible, um, sometimes you're coming to the Bible and uh, you're initiating contact with God, and God can use that to speak to you. This, I think, is talking about the Holy Spirit reaching out to you and uh, communicating through you through the written word, whether it's bringing scripture to your mind or whether you're reading something that you've read for a billion times, but now it says something completely new and fresh to you for the specific situation that you're dealing with. So I think it's just like a um, the Bible on steroids, basically answering answering your question. And then also it says that God speaks to us through people. And I've had this happen several times. Where and an example is um, my vocation when I was uh, working at one place and uh, someone had told me about this job at the university and I had no idea. I didn't even know they were hiring. I didn't know if they even hire video people. Uh, but three different people who didn't know one another told me in in a span of two days about this position that I had no idea was there and was not looking for a job at the time. And it ended up being the perfect job, and I believe it was the Lord telling me, to go there. And he used people to do that. And that was uh, definitely an amazing way that God spoke to me. And they also say that he uses mass media. And I think when they say mass media, they're saying mostly Christian media, like even this podcast that we're doing today could be used to speak into the life of, that God could use it to speak into the life of someone who may think that God doesn't speak to them. And as you kind of alluded to earlier, the next one is that he speaks through creation or nature that he could speak through you know just the trees if you just go out and hike or just you know whatever you 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 are you're doing he could speak to you through that and there's two more uh he could speak through our conscience and when I first read this I thought huh i don't I don't know if I agree with that one but as I read the the description and I'll read it now, I begin to understand yes this is I definitely agree with this it says um God hardwired us with an inner awareness of what is right and wrong with an inclination to do right. And so I think of when he speaks to us through our quote unquote conscience, I think what they're saying is that that's how God can convict us. He can convict us through our conscience because not all the things that God tells us or speaks to us about is good, is something we want to hear. Sometimes it's correction or reproof. And then lastly, you had said this too, that God can speak to us through a still small voice. And when I think about the still small voice communication method, I think of it as when God speaks to us through our heart. That I think is a kind of a difficult one to explain to people who don't understand, who are unbelievers. When you say God spoke to me through a still small voice, they're like, well, did you really hear a voice? Is that what you heard? And I think that um, for me, at least it is speaking to my heart. It's like uh, a confirmation of something that, uh, that I didn't generate on my own right. but it's something that uh, that I was looking for and that was answered through uh, the communication of the Holy Spirit so I think God uses coincidences to um, to speak to me most clearly but also he uses that still small voice I think to speak to me most frequently and most consistently I fast and pray for him to to get his attention I think that's probably the for me the most the, the best way to, to go about it now, I'll end this question with this uh, quote from Fox News on how to, and, and, and it says, This God spoke to me through scriptures. You know, the, the reason I bring this up is because when people say, God spoke to me, I, I think that we as believers should probably not use that vernacular, that, 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 that to say that just generically that God spoke to me. Uh, either to believers or unbelievers, because it can be confusing to them. Even believers. I mean, I know I've been confused when people say God spoke, God said this to me. But this quote from foxnews.com suggests that we should say things like, God spoke to me through scripture, or God spoke to me through a sage advisor, or that God spoke to me through my sp- my situation, or that God spoke to me through supernatural interaction. And I think that if we use that kind of language, then it gives more clarity to the person who's listening as to how God spoke to What do you think about that?
1: We have to be able to articulate how how we, we heard this and how we responded to it. Uh, if I use still small voice, then I have to be able to say, this is what I was praying about. This was what God brought to mind. And that was not something I thought of, mm-hmm. but because of what he brought to mind i went in this direction Mm -hmm. uh where i wouldn't have before and
0: i I think that's helpful
1: i think that's helpful to to those people who are asking you
0: how did you know or how did god speak to you and helping them to understand what method god used to bring that clarity to your mind well how does a believer uh, know that it is god speaking and not something else or their own thoughts
1: well, from my own experience, uh, being right with God and allowing His Holy Spirit to guide us is the best way to hear and understand what God is saying to them. Uh, another way to do, uh, discuss with another believer that can help you confirm our thoughts or help us to understand what God might be saying. When we talk about you know being prideful, that's an area that I would struggle with at times because I want to be right. Mm-hmm. But am I willing to listen? and hear what other people say, even if it doesn't line up exactly with what I'm saying. And we talked about God can use other people. So I have to be humble enough to be willing to listen and accept even things that may not line up with Mm -hmm. the way I want to do it or the way I think that it should be done. Mm.
0: And I would also, I just thought of this too, as I think um, that when God speaks to us to discern whether that is actually him, is sometimes done at the back end when we see if it was answered or how result, it was answered yeah. and see the result um, because god if he speaks to you and something occurs and that's god answering your question which is a, a kind of like a backward <laughs> carp before the horse i uh, thought pattern but um i just just came to mind i mean you will know that it is god when if if he answers the prayer uh, answers and you know, answers it the way that he had told you if it comes to pass but uh Cambridge.wickedlocal.com, which I don't know, I just this came up when I did a search, uh, had three keys to knowing God is speaking to you, and I'll we'll, we'll tackle these each individually and see what your thoughts are on this. The first one is that God speaks through thoughts and feelings, and I'll read their quote here. But when I first heard that God speaks through thoughts and feelings, it kind of raised a red flag. I'm like, well, how do you know that that's God then, if it's your thoughts and feelings? But I think what they're saying is, is that he speaks that we can discern that is God, that God, God uses our thoughts and feelings in the method of discernment that it is him. And the quote says, he will help you hear him, quote unquote, hear, uh, hear him through thoughts and feelings. And there's a religious leader, his name is Craig Christensen, that said, if any of us lack wisdom, we can ask God in faith and receive answers by the power of the Holy Spirit, who speaks to us through inspired thoughts and feelings. When we, are, when we are earnestly seeking answers in faith, God will answer us in a quiet way that we can recognize. So, as the explanation comes through, and as I think about it as uh, discerning what God has, 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 is doing, and you can also say that it's through your heart or whatever, but um, what, what are your thoughts about uh, that, that uh,
1: method? Well, the one thing they talked about was being quiet, being still, and uh, we live in a culture that's so fast-paced, uh, we... Are always running and doing, uh, but when we can get to that point where we can slow down, I think we can begin to hear in a different way uh, and take the time to really think about what it is that God said. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, I think we we see directions. Uh, we see uh, we have coincidences, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, people come in that. Wouldn't happen if we didn't follow what we felt God was having us do. A prompting, yeah, right. And uh, and it's easy to uh, and we talk about being pride and, or proud and, and uh, prideful that thinking that our way is the right way. So, uh, a lot of times when we pray, we pray with an agenda, mm-hmm. not God, Your will be done, but God, can you do what I'm asking here? <laughs> Even if it's not Your will, it's it's what I'd like to have right. done. Right. Yes. But to actually be humble enough to say, God, whatever it is, if if you want me to do something other than what I'm doing, I'm okay with mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Just let me know what that is. And I think he can use feelings. I think he can stir us,
0: as I think is what I would say. He could stir us towards something. I don't know if, if this happened to you, but um, if you have prayed for something or you are looking for an answer for, from God and all of a sudden you feel excited about something else, something that he's directing you to something you wouldn't, you didn't even enter your mind, but all of a sudden you are stirred toward this direction. That's happening, that's happening to me even currently in my, in my life. And, uh, those to me are God, is God speaking to me. It's a, it's an area where I would never have looked on my own, but as I pray and as I listen, as I try and seek God's direction, uh, I'm stirred in areas that I didn't know I would ever be stirred in or that I'm, uh, 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 led in different areas, and we talked about the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I think all of those things can be described through what they say as feelings, and I know that might not be a, a good um, representation for some Christians because, you know, are we feeling Christians or are we believing Christians? But I think that God d- does use our emotions uh, at times
1: when, when speaking to us. It's actually how I got into uh, jail ministry was the chaplain at the jail at the time had come to our church, I saw him when I walked in. Kind of thought, yeah, that's I should really find out a little bit about that. And then he happened to get up and speak for a few minutes and talk about uh, the ministry, and I just felt prompted at that point, and that's a feeling, but mm-hmm. felt the Holy Spirit say, you know, you need to talk to this guy. And so after church, I sought him out, and I uh, he had a little booth set up, and I and went and talked to him, and uh, it started the path to actually getting involved, and. Uh, I know I've said it before, but uh, other than having a family, nothing I've ever done in my life has been more fulfilling Mm -hmm. than going into jail and sitting down with a bunch of guys that I don't know and talking about faith and family and and other things. That's awesome. And it's it's just great to hear
0: confirmation of how God uses that to confirm that it's him and not something else. Uh, The second thing that they had mentioned is that the Spirit... Brings feelings of peace, and this one is, I think, the thing I the, the uh confirmation that I most agree with. The quote that they have here is to know if it's your own thoughts or actually from God, you have to understand how the spirit feels. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 20 through to 23, it says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Putting it simply, if an answer or prompting is from God, you won't feel fear or trepidation, stress or worry, but instead you will have a feeling of peace and happiness. Even if the task at hand or the answer could be overwhelming, you can still be at peace when it is something God has told you to do. And I think for me, uh, that is probably the, the greatest affirmation that it is from God is when I'm praying and I'm hearing from God, but whatever it is that I'm being told I feel at peace regardless of whether it's difficult. And sometimes it has been difficult or, sure. or something I didn't think was going to eat was even on the table. But then, uh, when there's a feeling of peace, then that to me is a, is a confirmation, uh, from God. Um, have you ever, have you ever had that happen to you?
1: Oh, I was thinking about a time when, uh, I worked for the company that I worked for, for 31 years and I got downsized. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I kind of felt it was coming uh, but it was interesting because that year we paid off our house Uh, there were a couple of circumstances that happened that made it viable for me not to be working for a period of time Uh, and I've been off for about a year and I had an interview it seemed to go very well on the phone they brought me in for a personal interview seemed to go very well I got home they called me with an offer I uh, I said well let me think about it overnight it was much less than what I had been making and I would have had to travel 20 miles to the location where I would be working where I was working out of my home before uh, so I came back the next day and I countered and uh, I only countered about 10% it wasn't a huge counter and they said well let us think about it this happened to be a Friday afternoon so no, I'm sorry that was Thursday uh, Friday they came back and they said they, they countered with the one about half less than halfway between where I counted and where they started so it wasn't much of a counter for them and I said "Well, let me think about it over the weekend I called on Monday and uh, I missed uh, the woman I needed to speak to the HR person and then I left the house and I forgot my cell phone I'd never had one before but I got one in case somebody <laughs> wanted to offer me a job but uh, so I'm uh, when I come back I see there's a message on my cell phone so I listen to the message and the woman goes, you know, I don't know how to tell you this and I definitely didn't want to tell you in a voicemail, but the company that we're dealing with, they've changed their requirements and we have to rescind the job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, boy, the only offer I've had in a year and they've rescinded it. And I mean, I, I thought about that a little bit, but it was interesting because probably two weeks later, the company that I worked for previously called and said, Anna, we overcut. Would you be willing to contract? Sure and so I contracted and now I'm making almost what I was making before (laughs) I'm still working out of my house so I don't have the expenses of traveling and Mm -hmm. clothes and all the things that go with it and they gave me a one-year contract with a 60-day out at any time they could say 60 days and you're done which I worked for four and a half years (laughs) and it was uh, a situation where even when I got downsized I felt at peace with it and so I was able to go through that year Without having any real source of income mm-hmm. and uh, and still be at peace with it because of some of the things that happened ahead of time, and because I just felt God was guiding me to where I should be. Yeah. And it, it, uh, it ended up working out very well.
0: Yeah, I think that I mean God does use peace, and that's a good example. I think God also uses peace during, I mean, before uh, any movement has happened when you're praying and God's talking to you and you, you even have to wait after He has given you in a direction as to being able to see the fruit of that of that uh, that faith. So yeah, I mean to me uh, peace is a, is a real a real huge indicator. And the last one that was mentioned in this article is the voice of God will resonate with us. And what they mean by that is this I'll read their their explanation. While we need to seek to be ready to actually listen to God's voice, he's not going to speak to us in a way that we don't understand. Religious leader Carol Stevens explains our Savior will speak to us in a voice we recognize when we come to Him, for He knows us, and this is where we get the the verse: uh, the sheep will His sheep will know His mm-hmm. voice. And so, uh, I agree with that. I think um, that's another discerning. I mean, we know the voice of God. I mean, you should know if you're hearing from Him, or if, it, if it's not, uh, is one where He will not speak to us in a way that we don't understand. So, I agree. What do, you, do you agree with that? Absolutely. So those are, are three good ways to know that God is speaking with you, speaking to you. One is God speaks through us through our thoughts and feelings. Uh, the Spirit brings a feeling of peace. And the voice of God will resonate with us, um, which are different ways of saying what we already said before, which, are, which is, is a good way. So I would suggest that we need to do that. And I'll reiterate what Crosswalk.com said as well. as he, they, they said, regardless of the way God chooses to reveal himself or speak to us today, remember one truth he will never contradict his word, and the message he gives will always bring him glory. So what are some things we can do when what we think we are hearing isn't clear or specific?
1: Well, for me, praying is one of the ways, uh, and I think most of us are comfortable with prayer, at least as Christians, we're comfortable with praying. Uh, Secondly is fasting. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not one that we're always Mm -hmm. as comfortable with, and fasting can be done in it doesn't have to be just food. It can be fasting from communication, um, electronic media, or other air TV, uh, whatever it might be that uh, we. Uh, it was drawing us away from God. So if we can fast from that it allows us to clear our thoughts, clear our head, and uh, hopefully hear better. Uh, talk with others that we've mentioned before that we trust uh, and get their perspective on it. Uh, a lot of times uh, and it doesn't have to be somebody maybe that even thinks the way you do mm-hmm. but sometimes that when having someone who doesn't think the way we do it causes us to open up areas that we couldn't see otherwise because we have a particular set of blinders on and we can only see a certain area but by listening to this other person they could confirm what we believe they could help us to see what they believe is correct or they could open that area in between which is what i found for me the most uh, what happens most often is they Excuse me. There's areas that I can't see that they opened up. That now all of a sudden, yeah, there's hmm. there's some things in there that are really good. And then to be patient and wait on God, and that might be the hardest <laughs> one uh, because God's timing is not my timing. Mm-hmm. But there's a saying I heard before that said, "God is rarely early, but never late." Mm-hmm. And we get uh, a little anxious when He's not on our time schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I smile
0: again because uh, my, what I had written down is that we fast and pray. I mean, fasting, to me, praying and fasting, that combination uh, for wisdom and clarity is, the, to me, the, the, the strongest way to get God's attention. I mean, I would suggest uh, when you think you're hearing something and it's not clear, you don't know, you can't go wrong with fasting and prayer. Uh, my particular choice of fasting is always food because I know that through that, um, first off, it's biblical because that's what that's the way that they fasted in the Bible. But also, I think that every hunger pang, <laughs> I'm always reminded as to why I'm doing what I'm doing, and so it brings me as a as a, as a forever reminder. It's always it's a constant reminder that I am fasting, and uh, my mind is always on whatever I'm I'm fasting for, and uh, it keeps me in prayer. And uh, I think that the that the fasting helps me to be consistent because. I want the fast to end, <laughs> sure. so um, I'm going to be continually pressing in and uh, until I get that peace or I get that answer. So I think that uh, one thing that we should we can do uh, when we aren't sure that what we hear, if what we're hearing isn't clear or specific is to fast
1: and pray, like you said. It was interesting uh, as you were talking. I was reminded of uh, when Jesus talked to his disciples when he came back and they could not cast out the demon, mm. and he they asked him why couldn't we? He said those only, uh, require fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, it's a very powerful tool yes. that we don't. I don't, is probably not uh, talked about or used enough. Yes, and we should probably do an episode on that one, I think,
0: too. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> so when we come back, we'll discuss what the Bible says about God speaking to us. We'll discuss and address times when we are waiting on God to respond, but biblically, we should know what to do. And we'll attempt to answer the question, if God does speak to us, What does that say about him? So stay with us. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Listen to half-hour episodes of the Christian Music Podcast online or download them to your computer or mobile device and take them with you. Discover independent Christian artists while exercising, commuting to work, doing chores, or any time you need to get your Christian Music fix. Just go to ktfproductions.com and find the Christian Music Podcast link to access the Christian Music Podcast.
0: Boldly proclaim your faith while also supporting the Hardcore Christianity podcast. Find Hardcore Christianity t shirts, hoodies, tank tops, smartphone cases, pillows, mugs, and more. Just go to the Hardcore Christianity page at KTFproductions.com for links to the store. Today, Jerry and I are attempting to answer the question, does God speak to us, using the Bible as our guide? In the first part of the show, we discussed what Americans think about God speaking to us, we shared our personal thoughts and experiences with God communicating with us, and we talked about how we should be able to discern what we are hearing is from Him and not something else. In this segment, we'll begin by discussing what the Bible says about how God speaks to us. So Jerry, what does the Bible say about God speaking
1: to us? Well, in Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And then in Luke, uh, it says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Mm-hmm. So it's not only listening, but actually following through.
0: Well, In John 10.27, this is one I really like. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And that verse is talking about that still small voice that we hear when we hear Jesus. And then Romans 10 17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And that is talking about, uh, you know, that God can speak to us through scripture as well.
1: And then, uh, yeah, a couple more that uh, 2 Timothy, all scripture is breathed out by God and, pro- and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And then uh, in Isaiah it says, So shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I propose and shall exceed, succeed in the things for which I sent it. And that is, uh, of
0: course, talking about how God speaks to us through Scripture, which is right. also, I mean, that's, that's a lot of confirmation in the word about uh, how God speaks to us through his word. In Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So God will speak to us if we call out to him. And then Job 33, 14 says, For God does speak, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. And this kind of gives you the impression that God speaks to us through multiple
1: ways. Absolutely. Well, and then uh, Romans 8, 7, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, For it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. And as we uh, are busy in our life and we are not really thinking about God, it's hard to hear from Him. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about that earlier. And then 2 Corinthians, In their case, the God of this world has blinded their minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light and the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And I believe that you could put hearing in there as well. And I have one more here. It's from Hebrews one. Uh, one through
0: two, it says, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and many times and in various ways. But in these days, these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. So he speaks to us through Jesus Christ, or specifically the Holy Spirit inside of us as well. Yep, agreed. So yeah, so the, the, if you read the word, if you, all you need to do, it, you don't have to go very far to, hit, to find out ways in which God has speaks to us. But also, there are plenty of evidences that God has spoken uh, through audible, uh, through angelic visitation, through visions and dreams, signs, through people, through nature, through a still small voice. All of these things, if you read um, the people in the Bible and how he has spoken to them, you'll see kind of a pattern as to how God can speak to us today. So there's a lot that talks about in the Bible that that mentions how God speaks to us, which I think is incredibly encouraging. Amen. So are there times when we are waiting for God to talk, but biblically we should already know what to do?
1: Oh, boy. Typically when I know what I should do and it doesn't line up with my thoughts or desires, I might wait, hoping for an answer that agrees with what I think should be done or what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But... Am I really willing, when I pray, am I, really, really willing to follow whatever it is God says? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about earlier, uh, most times when we pray, we have an agenda, right. And uh, I can remember uh, going into, uh, into the jail, I would have agendas, and typically God had a different agenda. <laughs> and I found that when I followed his agenda, things typically went better. <laughs> Well, when I think about when there are times when I think when,
0: when, you know, you're waiting for God to say something, but you know, biblically, you should know what to do. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, says, therefore, and you kind of mentioned this when we we're talking about how God speaks to us. But therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then in same chapter, verse 26, it says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. So my thought on this answer is that if the Bible already expresses an answer, then we should have our answer. And it's like, sometimes we want either a different answer or we think that God's going to, going to, going to have to, you know, um, support what is already written in the Bible. It's like, God already says something, but is this really what you want? Is this really what you're saying? And I would suggest that if the Bible already says it, then that might already be our answer. And, um, you know. We should already know what to do. And I think that when it when I typically search for God about an answer, it usually is something that's not so clear in the Bible. But if you, you know, biblically, if you know what the Bible says, if you have read it, if you know the character of God, if you know what the Bible says,
1: then you should probably already know your answer if the Bible has already answered that. I think too often we're like Gideon, we throw the fleece out there. Well, if this is really what you want, then let's have this happen or there are times when God does show us uh, explicitly, but there are other times it's a little vague, mm-hmm. and we have to trust that he will get us through it, even though we don't see the ending. Well, the Bible assures us
0: that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we know that, this, that what he has written in the Bible is still pertinent. I mean, this it's still his character, it's still who he is, so we can rest in that, and I find Great comfort in knowing that if I read something in the Bible, I can still bank on it because Jesus has not changed and God has not changed. So I would encourage anyone who is waiting for God, but you know it's in the Bible, trust what you know in the Bible and uh, follow that. So what would you say to a believer who doesn't think they've ever heard from God or doesn't think that they can hear from him?
1: Well, my first question would be to ask, have you ever read the Bible? Do you believe it's the word of God? If you have, has it changed your thinking? Have you ever heard a godly sermon, given godly advice from another person, or had a circumstance that caused you to change your thinking or your actions? And then I I actually had that same uh, quote that we talked about earlier. When I pray, circumstances happen. When I don't, they don't. Um, And you know, I think that a lot of people who
0: may think that they fall in this camp, that they are believers and they haven't heard from God... I think that they're probably li- trying to, to get something so concrete and so obvious from him um, that they're thinking, well, that can't be from God. I'm waiting for God to say something to me, for him to really make sure that I know that I know that I know. And sometimes God is not that obvious. Sometimes he uses uh, methods that, that you may not want or expect. And so, yeah, I think that as you mentioned, he could, you know, if you listen to a sermon, God can be speaking to you through that. God can be speaking to you through multitudes of ways, which we've read in scripture that support that. So, I would say to keep those spiritual antennae up. And when you're asking God for something, when you're listening, when you want to hear from him, it's at that point that you should really start listening and start um, just paying attention to everything that's going on around you, everything that God is tr- maybe trying to say to you and parse it out through the Holy Spirit to make it sure it's discerning is correct. But my guess is that if you're a believer and you've e- ever asked for God to, to move or to, to, to speak to you, that he has spoken to you, the question is, are you listening? And are, do you know how to listen? And I would say, this is, this is what I had written down, is that if you're a Christian, then you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And when speaking to God, if no other way, he can speak to you through the Holy Spirit. Already the Spirit speaks for us, as it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know how we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So when I pray and I listen, and that still small voice, listen for him to intercede for me, then I know that he can be speaking to me through those methods. Uh, through our, you know, our direct thoughts or, and that can be revealed to us. But I also say that uh, don't be too quick to stop listening because sometimes we may ask him for something and, and we then we're not willing to wait. We're not willing to be patient and uh, we stop listening. But sometimes it may take time. It may take us to quiet ourselves, as we mentioned several times in this episode already, to hear that still small voice. And hopefully you understand what we are saying now when we say still small voice as to how God can can communicate with us. And then also I'd say that when you are expecting to hear from God, as I mentioned before, raise that spiritual antenna so that you are hyper aware if he uses any of the methods that we talked about to talk, to speak with you. And we had also mentioned pray and fast, because in my experience, that combination is the most effective way to get God's attention. So if you haven't heard from, that, from God, I would say to do those things, to stop and just to listen, to, to take time and listen, and to uh, be hyper aware. Bring those antennae up so that you can hear clearly and that you, you, you don't miss anything, and then pray and fast, as we had mentioned before.
1: And a couple of thoughts on that. One faith is not faith if we have, if it's concrete already there. I mean, that's just something that's automatic. Faith is when I'm believing for something that's in the future and that, that God will do that when we allow Him to be what He is. He's God and not rush ahead of Him, mm-hmm. but be willing to wait.
0: And I think he honors that. I think he likes, when we exercise our faith, then I think, I think he loves it. I think he loves when we are just trusting in him without the evidence already in front of us. And so, yeah, I think that um, when he speaks to us and using that faith muscle and um, trusting him, uh, I think that, that, is a, that he loves he loves it when we do that.
1: When you said faith muscle, that makes me, reminds me of, uh, in sports, you talk about muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And when you use your faith muscle, you build that in and when we talked about earlier talking about filthy language the more we use good language we build that uh, muscle muscle memory mm-hmm. in our language and uh, it allows us to go, go to what we know and we practice so when we get tired we won't go to something less. Mm-hmm. we will have already practiced and be at a uh, a better level to start and I think there's a good point that some things that of course,
0: almost everything that we're asked to do in the Bible that we are we are on a pro- a process of growing more Christ-like. these things don't always happen overnight. We don't automatically have this um, extra sensory ability to be able to hear clearly from the wor- from Jesus all the time. But I think that once we practice it, the more that we do it, the more that we trust him, the more that we see him working, the more that we are desperate for him, the more that we pray and fast. I think, then the more we practice these things, then the more clearly we can hear from him. Uh, and maybe he, maybe we will hear him telling us what we're supposed to wear in the morning if we're, if we're that close <laughs> to him. <laughs>
1: There's a, a saying I heard uh, recently that said, uh, do not ask God to direct your path if you're unwilling to move your feet. Hmm. And so it's a matter of if we're asking for something, we have to be willing to do the things that he's asking us to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we have to be ready for that answer, whatever it may be, and, and ready to respond to it. So if God does speak to us, what does that say about him? I think it says how much he cares for us. He gives us every possible opportunity to live a godly life by hearing and obeying his commands so that we have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've mentioned it before that God wants what's best for us, mm-hmm. not what's worst. If we live a godly life, we will find peace and joy that we won't in anything else. There isn't enough money, there isn't enough alcohol or drugs or any other vice you want to talk to give us that peace and joy. Mm-hmm. But if we are living a godly life, we can experience a peace and joy no matter what our circumstances. And some people will argue with that. But if you watch people who've lived through it, if you talk to people who've lived through it, there's no better way to do it. Mm-hmm. I'd also say that it says about our God that he is relational and he is not
0: far away. I mean, he wants to communicate with us as much as he wants us to communicate with him. But unfortunately for us, it is not always a loud, obvious or direct way that he wants to communicate to us. So We need to be discerning and we need to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to help us decipher what he is saying. So God is a relational and I think that that's wonderful. He wants to have a relationship with us and so he wants us to talk to him. And he wants to talk to us as well. So what are some takeaways, what are some of the things we can take away from this episode to help us to become more hardcore in our
1: faith? Well, one thing I was thinking about, we are as close to God as our pride and our sin allow us to be. Mm, that's I like that. The closer our relationship is with God, the more likely we will hear from him and be influenced by his Holy Spirit. And then uh, from Psalm 4610, Be still, and know that I am God. Wow i I
0: think that your that comment was so powerful. I love what you were saying about uh, you know what did you say how, we're only as close to God as our our pride and our sin allow us to be. That's that's awesome. I think that <laughs> I should post that <laughs> right in the show notes. But I would also say that uh, we are we should be open, we should be patient, and we be, should be expectant when we're listening. That God can speak to us in many ways. We just need to learn how to listen.
1: One little story that I'll share. uh, The other day I was uh, outside uh, shaking out a a towel that I had used and I was standing on our deck and uh, I have a watch that has a a twist of flex band it's a, a expandable band different than what we typically have on watches today but as I was shaking out this towel the pin that holds the band in let loose. And the watch flew about 12 feet away from me off the deck into the grass and leaves and all the other things that were out there. And uh, and so I, I went out and looked around a little bit and I didn't see the pin, but I saw the watch and the watch band. So I picked it up and I'm still looking around a little bit, didn't see it. And a little while later, I went back outside and I said, you know, God, that would be something if, if you could show me where that pin is. Because I, I had looked in the house, I thought maybe I had another pin, but I didn't. So I went back outside and I'm kind of looking around and. I heard God say, uh, in, just in a in, in my mind, put your hand on the ground. And uh, I've had different instances where I've felt things. So I I put my hand on the ground and I'm kind of looking around and seeing if I feel it. And I look to my right, and amongst all the leaves and the grass and whatever, I see this little watch pin. And I'm thinking of the you know needle in a haystack type thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the chances of me finding that were so slim, and mm-hmm. only God could have shown me where that was. You know, I've heard several. Not several, but I have heard stories like that in
0: the past where God does use the, the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to us in that still small voice to help us and direct us to find something. I've heard rings. Like, I think you had a story yes. about that too, where you lost your ring in, in the water and God helps you find that. I had, I've had. i heard that from not only you, but others as well. So yeah, I mean, I think that uh, we need to be active listeners. We need to be hypersensitive to to him speaking to us, especially when we ask him for something. Right then we can, be, we can expect him to communicate back to us. If we ask for something and we don't expect for him to communicate to us, we're not listening, then how do we expect to hear what he's saying? Absolutely. Um, so I think that would uh, be a, a good way to end this episode of Hardcore Christianity.
1: Well, uh, one comment. Listening, I would spell listening as T-I-M-E. Spend <laughs> some time. Yeah,
0: just don't, don't be so quick to stop listening. A yeah, good word. I want to thank those of you who are listening for this episode of Hardcore Christianity for spending time with us as we explored the question, does God speak to us? I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to join us next time as we explore another challenging topic from a Christian worldview. But until then, I encourage you to make every effort to keep your walk hardcore. See you soon. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, Or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hardcore Christianity is produced by KTF Productions. Thanks for listening and God bless.